Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Welcome back to the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, I'm your host, Adam, and again, I am all by my lonesome in the studio, but I'm not all by myself on the podcast. I am joined, as always, via the phone by your favorite co-hoster, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. This sucks, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really does suck. Uh, here we are, second week, uh, having to do this thing, uh, you know, kind of in our, well, I'm in my bedroom on my old man rocking chair here. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're in the studio. What's your sweater say? Daddy? Uh, Daddy to an angel. Oh, okay. And then it's got uh, cool. Riker's footprints on the back because it was Walk Very to Remember nice. this past weekend, so we got these made Very for nice. that. Yeah, no, nice. I don't just walk around in a sweater <laughs> named Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you know. It's the only thing it's the only thing you can see on the camera. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, no, I just mean, for just for reference, grounded. I uh if we get back into the studio next week, both of us and get back on YouTube, I will wear this studio so that everybody can see it and or or put that video out there. But uh yeah, man, I, I you know, you've uh you, you now have some tests at home, I hear. I do, yeah. So my uh my employer has uh told us that we have to rapid test ourselves uh three times a week so uh yeah so i have to test myself every monday wednesday and friday uh, i have to report my results um which is actually pretty cool they've uh they've been doing this as, as kind of like a trial thing since uh since january um there's been over two hundred thousand tests submitted since january and there's been 26 positives so you know, 26 out of 200,000 is pretty good. That's not bad. Um, one of those 26 was actually New Brunswick. Um, mm. But so, yeah, still, I mean, one out of 26 in New Brunswick is pretty good. Um, yeah, but it's, it's going to be fun. Uh, it's only until um, this circuit breaker is over. And then, you know, it's, you don't have to test yourself. But so is it's it, recommended uh, you know, for those who haven't taken, is it up the nose or like what, what, what's involved in it? Yeah. So it's up the nose. Um, so it's like a, I would say about an inch and a half up the nose, um, you know, just kind of do a circle uh, on both sides of uh, on each nostril. Yeah. Uh, and then you kind of dip it into like um, a solution. Wait 15 minutes. It's like a pregnancy test. If it's one line, it's <laughs> negative. Two lines, it's positive. Yeah. Um, I did one earlier. It was negative. Um, Bonus. So yeah. That's, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's not, it doesn't bother me. It's, it's, uh, it tickles a little bit, um, which they said is normal. Uh, it doesn't go all the way up your nostril, like, you know, like the real PCR test there, yeah. those are nightmares. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I figure if I had to test myself three times a week, my nostrils are just going to be on fire. By yeah. the end of this thing. So, um, but no, it's, it's good. It's, it's, uh, it, it's nice to work for an employer that's, you know, taking, uh, taking this serious and, uh, you know, making sure that we're all safe and, yeah. uh, so I don't mind it, right. It's, uh, I'm, I'm totally for this and, uh, you know, whatever, Whatever allows me to keep doing my job and, and keep bringing home a paycheck, I'm gonna I'm gonna support. Yeah, and I mean you're you're out in the public with with your job, so the the best way you can exactly. stay safe. I mean you've got the two jabs and you got your mask, but any any extra yeah. way you can stay safe is. Um, yeah, I wondered. I was like, were you in line to get all those tests on the weekend, or did you just? No, no, no. Thankfully, um, I was going to go Saturday. Yeah. Um, when I we left to drive uh, the wife to work on Saturday. Um, you know, it was lined up. It was, 
you know, from Ma- Magic Mountain all the way past the home hardware at Mountain Road, which is like a three kilometer lineup. Yeah, 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 I wasn't yeah. gonna, I was gonna I wasn't gonna wait in that. No. Um but it's uh it was supposed to be open till five PM and then all of a sudden at eleven thirty they're saying, Oh, it's over. Um, you know, leave it to New Brunswickers to step up the plate when something's you know, something's offered for free, right? right yeah. uh, so it's like yeah. it's typical typical New Brunswick. If something's free, you're gonna you're gonna go and get it. So um no, it's uh, said- I was lucky enough to get mine from work. Uh, but I know they're doing it all week at um, at a couple locations here in town. So, uh, you know, if you're if you don't want to get the whole uh, all the way up to your brain, yeah. uh, these uh, these rapid tests are, are a good alternative. Uh, you know, not obviously not as um, as reliable as the as the PCR tests, but you know, a good it's it's a good indicator uh, of of whether you've got the the COVID or not. So. Uh, I would recommend anybody who wants to go pick up those tests uh, to go and do it. Yeah, I think if if I have to get tested, I think I'd rather the uh, the the kits because I've I've had the yeah. uh, I've had the thing go up the nose for the deviated septum check, which is basically mm-hmm. exactly what they do for COVID. And at that moment, I knew I was never sticking anything up my nose that far again. So um, that's why I've done whatever I needed to do to stay safe. So I didn't have to get that jammed up my nose. So. Um, I will exactly. do those tests if, if needed to, but that's our update on COVID. Now we're going to get into something more fun and then into hockey. Uh, Mass Singer update. We had Group B last week. Uh, Cupcake was revealed as Ruth Pointer, one of the Pointer sisters. Uh, one of the main clues of hers was she was part of a group. She was supposed to do this with someone, and her sister was supposed to do it with her and uh, backed out a few days before shooting started. Um, Queen of Hearts, Mallard, Banana Split, and we had the new Caterpillar. Queen of Hearts, I mean, she sang in French, but I'm still going Jewel. I still believe it's Jewel. Um, you know, I just, the way she sings and a lot of the, you know, when they're talking and stuff, I find the clues are getting shorter now that they're actually interviewing the person. Mm-hmm. But, uh, mm-hmm. no, I think the, uh, I think the, 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 uh, what is she? The Queen of Hearts is is uh, is Jewel, so that's that's gonna be my guess. I know she had the Comedy Central uh, with Ken, um, so she was on a roast with uh, on one of the roasts. I can't remember who it was because they had a few of them, but that that's the connection to Ken there. So that's why I'm gonna stick with Jewel. Yeah, I've still I've still got the three names. I haven't been able to narrow it down. I got Jewel. I've got Dolly Parton. Yeah, and I've got Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, Layla's on uh, the Dolly Parton bandwagon too. Yeah, I can't narrow them down. Uh, I just. You know, it's good that we're kind of on the same page there. I just, I can't, I'm stuck on those three names. I can't, I can't, I can't even take one out at this point. Right. I'm still, uh, I'm still lost on it. Um, Mallard, I'm just, uh, I, I just don't know. Um, so I was watching, going through old like uh, Netflix and Amazon Prime and stuff. Um, I'm just going to guess one of the Duck Dynasty people because it's a duck. I have no idea. I, that's I'm just like I can't narrow it down to who that is. Um, so it's a duck. I saw a thing for Duck Dynasty. I'm just gonna put I'm just gonna put that guess out there and see how wrong I am. Yeah, I'm on the same page. I've actually changed mine from Dead Mouse to uh, Willie Robertson from uh, from Duck Dynasty. Oh really? Um, yeah, yeah. So that's um, I don't know. It just seems I don't know if it's too obvious to have someone. From Duck Dynasty in a mallard costume. Well, or, they were or, bigger. They were bigger like, dudes, weren't they? Like, or was the because Willie's the main one, right? He's the dad, right? Yeah, yeah. So Willie's not. I wouldn't say he's big. He's actually okay. kind of muscly, right? He's quite muscly, 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 muscular, muscular. 
Muscular. Muscular. Yeah. That's the word. Um, yeah. So I think he fit in that costume. Right. Um, that's, that's, I don't know. I'm just going from dead mouse, uh, to <laughs> Willie Robertson, but yeah, we're on the same page when it comes to duck dynasty. All right. Uh, this is two for two. We're on the same page. I mean, it took six seasons. Eventually we were going to start narrowing these things down and getting, uh, getting on top of these things together. Uh, banana split. I still have zero idea who the banana is because he hasn't really sung. He's just playing the piano. Um, yeah. but I think, I think the, uh, split part is Adina Menzel. I'm going to stick with. I'm gonna stick with that guess because nothing I've seen is has changed it. What did I say last time we had this group on? It was um, Jenny never sounds confident confident in her answers, but when she yeah. said Catherine McPhee and David Foster, she sounded confident. Yeah. Um, so it's obviously not my guess, um, but um, I I just figure it's it's them because it's you know because Jenny says it and Jenny mm-hmm. sounds confident in her answers, so. That's who I figure. That's that's again not my guess. It's it's I'm just taking that those names from her, uh, you know, from her, from what she's been saying. So, um, yeah. And then the caterpillar. I don't know if you saw the the caterpillar there. Um, I I think it's a boy bander. Um, and it talked about metamorphosis and you know playing basketball and being active and stuff. So. I'm going to stick with the boy banner. We haven't had one from the group yet, so I'm going to go ahead and go with Lance Bass, who obviously had quite a transformation from being in a boy band to now being uh, um, in the LGBT and and very, uh, what's the word I want to look for? Very active in that group. Um, so, right. you know, we had the we had uh, the Backstreet Boy Nick last time. We usually have a boy banner, so I'm going to start. I'm going to stick with Lance on the metamorphosis and. Um, see where that takes me yeah there's a it's boy band i'm I'm on that as well um but there's so many names out there you know it could be it's there's not much that you can't really narrow it down when it's boy bands because there's so many voices out there that uh um that it could be so it's hard to really put a put a name next to it right now i need to hear them sing again um but i know there's actually another wild card coming in um coming in this week too oh really uh yeah, I saw the I saw the commercials for that. So it's like a Joker kind of thing. Um, pretty interesting Joker costume. So um, yeah, I think that's on uh, on tonight's episode. And so another wild card that we'll get to, you know, throw some names out for next week. Oh, I wonder if that's a Group B wild card. Is it Group B or Group A? Do you know? Uh, it's Group. I feel like it's got to be Group B. They've only had two eliminations, but uh, it's. I think it's. I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, I guess we'll find out tonight, won't we? Yeah, I guess we All will. All right. I was well, what's that? I guess we will. Oh, I thought you figured it out. All right. So don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Monkey Wildcast, Instagram Wildcast Podcast, TikTok. And when we get back on, don't forget to like and subscribe on the YouTube. Uh, quick question for you there, Mr. Boucher. Um, we'll get into a little bit more on the news and notes. But last week, the uh, the league is officially going to retire. Gila Fleur's number four. Um just your thoughts on a player um, that could be in the uh, in the running to have their number retired for the league next. We've had Crosby, we've got Lafleur. Um, just who do you think could be next? Uh, it could be next. Uh, good question. I mean, this could be uh, we could be looking at a Mario Lemieux. Uh, that was my answer. Be, yeah, obviously uh, a more recent would be Sidney Crosby. Uh, but you got to think. I mean. It took so long to start doing these retirements. How long are they actually going to take to do another one? Yeah. 
Uh, but those are obviously two, you know, two names that, that come to mind. Um, for me, it's, uh, you know, the whole retiring numbers in the queue is, is nice, but, uh, you know, I think it's time to kind of start seeing some Wildcats jersey numbers being retired, um, which I think we can we can agree on that. Not to go off topic or anything like that. that I, no, you're bang on because after I was going to say, Mario Lemieux, I agree with you. That's my answer. Mm-hmm. And then the, the second part of that question, are we going to see a number go up in our Raptors this year being the 25th well, it, in all these era yeah. nights? It's funny because ever since Garland left, there hasn't been a number, another player to wear number eight. Yeah. And with the Amer- with the you know NHL is going back to the Olympics this year, um, you know you gotta wonder if that's gonna be a time of the season where, as long as Connor Garland doesn't make the U.S. Olympic team, which he could, that the Wildcats call him up and say, "Hey, look, would you be interested in coming to town?" Um, because I think doesn't it go like NHL All Star break and then literally right into the Olympic break? Yeah, I believe so. I haven't, I haven't looked at the schedule, but I mean, if that's the case, that's like a three week break. Um, and I, again, it all it all comes down to if Garland makes the uh, makes the U.S. Olympic team. I don't know if he will. I haven't seen any projections uh, for their roster yet, but mm-hmm. to me, I think that would just be a perfect uh, a perfect uh, time to do it. Um, Especially if it's if it's one of those times where you know we're if it's a game where we're honoring that that those years, um, I think it would be just a perfect uh, kind of a perfect scenario to to bring him in. Yeah, and I I always struggle with the junior hockey, um, and you know back when we had the website going, I wrote an article about it. Do you do it based on junior production or do you do it based on NHL production? Because Corey Crawford. Mm-hmm has had a lot of success as a Blackhawk in uh, yes. winning three Stanley Cups, but or two Stanley Cups. So he should be right there, but Connor Garland set records and you know done everything um, for this hockey club. So I, I'm with you. I believe uh, they will retire his number. I don't know if we need to have – you don't want to retire a lot of them, um, even a, like a ring of honor type thing. Like Garland's number goes up, Crawford's number goes up, and – you know, like a Riopel goes into the Ring of Honor, uh, Barbashev goes into the, a Ring of Honor, or uh, uh, however else you want to put it. Um, when did Garland play here? So, given that, given your idea when the Olympics are, the 2011 to 2015 era night is Friday, February 4th against Blainville. So the Olympics are right in that February. So he would be in that era night. Um, for that, so that like that makes perfect sense to have him if he's able to. I mean, he's playing in Canada now, right? So yeah, to Moncton. Uh, well, that's what. When is the when is the NHL Olympic break again, though? Uh, um, it's because I, I it's if that kind of fits into the uh, into the picture, then it's uh, it, it's it's almost we'll break from uh, February third to February twenty second. There we go. So depending right, on Vancouver's on schedule, February fourth. I mean. You get him here on February fourth, and that's going to be, you know, probably one of the more uh, filled buildings that you know <laughs> we'll see probably this season. Yeah. Well, like that's that's going to be uh, that's going to be a big crowd. So it's, you know, maybe it's already uh, we know nothing, right? No, but we, we can put we can start putting this together. We can't, even, 
Yeah, we can't even get the Wildcats to apply to one of our emails. No. Um, but uh, <laughs> all right, so they uh, so Vancouver plays in Nashville, so they're already on the East Coast. Uh, Tuesday, February first, and then they don't okay. play again. So he can totally Wednesday. He can be here Thursday. You can have the Friday game and all the the hoopla for the whole weekend if you wanted to, right? Like, yeah. The, there you go. So we just made it, that it happen. Ties in, it ties in perfectly. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's just something I would love to see it. I would absolutely love to see it. Um, but that's that's really to me the only name that I think. Uh, well, I could, I, you could, you could vouch for Crawford. Um, but I think just based on what Garland accomplished here, uh, he's, he's an obvious and one of the first, uh, uh, one of the first ones that should, right. that should get any sort of recognition like that. Yeah. I, I think Crawford can like, would go up with his number, but I think Garland's got to go first and yeah. then, you know, maybe next year Crawford goes up and then. And then you start doing Ring of Honors. You don't have to put a ton of banners up because, hey, you're going to start losing numbers. But, like, the Flames have the uh, forever aflame, right? Yes. And they don't yeah. re- technically don't retire the number. Um, so, you know, they, there, there could be something like that. So just like that, bam, we put it together. Uh, makes the most sense on February 4th. He's not playing. There's an Olympic break. Now, provided he doesn't make team... USA, but uh, we'll cross that bridge. That that might throw a wrinkle in, but again, he would deserve that honor because um, he's doing he's doing great things in uh, Vancouver, even though he's a Canuck. Yeah, right? he is. Yeah, even though he's a Canuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to uh, some news and notes from around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. All right, Central Scouting list uh, was out yesterday. Four Wildcats on that list. Barbashev, Lotion, Filion, and Tybal. Um, you know, you're the guy that's more the draft prospect, draft kind of guy. Uh, they were all given the C ranking, which means rounds four to five, I believe. Right? So I, I don't – I kind of see them right in, the, right in that wheelhouse. Right now, I think they're a four or five round prospect. Yeah, um, those are – I mean, if it, I think those are the, that's, you know, that's fair. Um, I think there's an opportunity for them to, you know, kind of improve on those, those rankings because it is early. Yep. Um, You know, we didn't, they didn't get to play much hockey last year. Uh, You know, Barbershev only joined the team in, what was it, January, February. Yeah. So, you know, he hasn't, uh, hasn't played much hockey. And so I think there's a good opportunity for them to, to kind of move up those, uh, those rankings. Um, you know, I think it's, those are really the only four that, uh, kind of jump out at you and say, you know, those are, those are the more obvious, uh, picks, but you know, if, uh, if, if Thomas Darcy, um, you know, starts to get into some games and, you know, fingers crossed starts to play like he did last year, um, you know, I think he could, uh, being a late Oh three birthday, he could, uh, you know, he could sneak into to a later round. Uh, and I think someone like a Nick Pavan could, uh, he'd be a second year eligible. But, uh, you know, what he's been able to to do, you know, from since converting from a defenseman, you know, I don't think he could have asked more. Uh, no. You know, he's, 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 he's fast. You know, I think when we, when they had the skills comp, we all picked Lotion win fastest skater, but <laughs> yeah. you know, here we are. Nick yeah. Haven comes out and wins fastest skater. I and think you that's, can see it. 
yeah, like he, that caught us all off guard. Yeah. I didn't know he had those wheels and, um, you know, he's, he's, he's playing that kind of that to dump and chase style. He's, he's winning puck battles. He's scoring goals in, in front of the net. So, um, I think it's, that's another name that might be able to sneak into a later round, but you know, those, those four names, those are the obvious ones. Any names in general that, uh, surprised you good or bad? I mean, oh, obviously- Sam, Sam Savoie is, is, you know, Faxon's ready to see is, is just an absolute joke. Yeah. Um, I think he's one of the, <laughs> well, probably one of the, one of the best, you know, forwards in the draft class. I just, I think the fact that he was hurt last year, uh, kind of hurt his, his stock, but, um, it's, it makes no sense that he's a C he's, he should be a lot higher than that. Oh, somebody slamming doors over there or what? Yeah, the kid, you know, well, it happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know that's the one, uh, one of the, uh, Euler followers I follow. He, he couldn't believe that Sam, Sam Savoy was a C as well. So, um, it's, uh, I figured that would be the name if I, if I asked you any surprises on that list, that was going to be the name you, uh, you went with, uh, as our, as stated earlier in the quick question, the league is retiring Gila Fleurs. I mean, they, they made the announcement last year, but they finally nailed down a date October 28th in Quebec when, uh, Shawinigan is in town to face the Ramparts. We've got the CHL team or QMNJHL team of the week. Uh, Joshua Waugh of Sherbrooke, three games, three goals, five assists. Xavier Bargo of Shawinigan, three games, three goals, four assists. Felix LaFrance from Shakutami, three games, six goals, two assists. Holy crap. Six goals, two assists in three games. Uh, defenseman yeah. Jeremy Langlois of Cape Breton, uh, four, game, four goals and two assists in four games. Louis Crevier from Quebec, two goals, two assists. And the goaltender, Ian Bednar, two and oh, that's back to back goaltenders from the Maritimes team of the week. Nice. Uh, two and oh, with a 1.93 goals against average. Uh, we did have one trade, and it happened to be Moncton. Uh, Moncton and Victoriaville. Brooklyn Kalmakoff was dealt here for a 2023 third rounder. He's made an immediate impact uh, in both both games um are you okay with the price for a 20 year old uh, am i okay with the price uh i'm okay with the price because of what he brings yep um you know president's cup champion you know is he fifth he's a fifth year veteran he's a former first round pick i think he was picked right in front of jackson bellamy uh if my memory serves me correct well let's check your um, memory so you know, it's um, I I don't mind the price. Uh, you know, if if this ends up being a, a situation where uh, we don't see Dau back, uh, which obviously would be a huge uh, a huge loss. Yeah. Uh, I think Kamakov would be um, it's going to be a good a good kind of good replace. I'm not going to call him a replacement here, yeah. but um. You know where I'm getting at. It's yeah, it's, yeah. it's a good price because you know you got to think um, prices are going to be high this year, um, and you know I think Richie Richie said himself in in in, in the paper is um, he he's liked Kamakov since midget, um, so <laughs> you know you you're getting to that point where you know you're trying to bring in players that you've liked for a while at the best possible price. And I think this is just, uh, I think that's what happened here. 
Yeah. Uh, first of all, your your memory did serve you correctly. He was taken fifteenth uh, overall, and Bellamy was taken sixteenth overall. Um, I'm okay with the price. Uh, like I thought it might be a little lower, given he's a twenty, um, and we don't know what the situation is. But it's funny. I uh, like you know when Brady, Brady Peach went to Victoria, I said you know we could use a twenty year old because Dow was out. Like why didn't we try to acquire this player? Uh, we talked about giving up assets. A 2023, when I when I heard third, I thought it was next year's third, so I thought that was a bit much. When it came out, it was 2023. Given the, the Christmas deadline, that's easy to get back, right? Like, yeah, you, yeah. You, you can oh, get yeah. that 20, you can get that third back. So, you know, to give a little bit to get a player that you potentially could get that, get that pick back, I mean, that's just asset management. And he's been everything as advertised for a 20-year-old with that kind of experience in like the returns on this investment early are great. Like he had the shootout winner. Um, he had a goal on Friday, which we're going to talk about. And he was one of the best players on the ice, probably the best player on the ice Sunday for the Wildcats. So um, I, I have no issue with the fact that it's a 2023 third, because I think he, that uh, you can get that back. Like Rich, you'll have no issues getting that, getting that back at the, at the Christmas trade deadline. Um, if he's so inclined. So, yeah, it's uh, we needed it because Dao had uh, quite the weekend. Um, he seems to be fitting in nicely, and you know, like I said on the live, he's got twenty five games, which neither one of us knew that an amateur tryout was twenty five games. But given given the twenty five games, potentially the way their season or not their season, their schedule could fit. I mean, this is a situation where we could have a player for a week or two. Right, like mm-hmm. he could come back at the end of December, and you can't, you can't just be sitting hoping, you know, one veteran wait till we get Sammy Longname in the lineup. They had to make a move to get some sort of veteran, and Kalmakov is a is a much, much better asset in the lineup than a Gabriel Bernie could play because he's a winner, a champion, and he, he's doing everything he can. So it, it creates a bit of a situation if uh, if Dao gets sent back you know, in the next two weeks or so. But the way he's going, I don't know if he's going to be back before his 25-game tryout. No, um, I was, you know, I was expecting him back. I was expecting some news this, you know, Monday. Didn't get it. I was expecting some news Tuesday. Didn't get it. Um, So I think he's, we, I mean, we watched those games this weekend. Yeah. God bless AHL TV. Yeah, for yeah you got to love that their, free weekend, right? Yeah, free that week free weekend, right? Like I said, typical New Brunswickers. Anytime you get something free, you're going to get <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, no, God bless AHL TV. You know, we tuned into that that game against Laval on, uh, was it Friday it's or Friday, Saturday? Friday night. Um, you know, what we thought was his first AHL goal, um, obviously has since been corrected. Um, they, they put it back to work, uh, Chartier, but, you know, obviously Dow got the assist on it. Um, he didn't look out of place. Uh, there was some pretty positive, uh, feedback from him from what I've, um, you know, from what I've read and what I've heard. Uh, so good on him. You know, it's, uh, for someone who I actually had a, I got a, a notification, kind of one of those memories things on my, uh, on my Snapchat. And it was a, it was from two years ago when, Dao two or three 
When was Christian Huntley here? Three years ago? Yeah, 20... 20, 2019, 2020. So just before the, the big run. So 2018, 2019. Yeah, yeah so because he's a two... Yeah, he was here when we went, yeah, he was here when we went to the, the second round against Halifax. Yes, so there was a thing. This must be from the from the next year, but it's um, it was in a program, and it was a Christian Huntley thing, and it says it asked him a bunch of questions. You know, funniest Wildcat, Pelche, worst style, Jake Stewart, most underrated Wildcat, Philip Dow. Um, so, you know, clearly, you know, two, three years ago, Christian yeah. Huntley saw something in Dawu that, uh, you know, the Senator saw in him and, uh, you know, they're, they're finally getting to see what, uh, what, what he's made of here. So, um, I think we're still kind of in this situation where we hope he's back, but if he's not, he's, he's earning, he's earning every penny. Yeah. Um, but, uh, if he's back, you know, the fact that he's playing pro this year, is that going to help his his value? I think so, because anytime you can get some pro experience in a lineup, that's going to um, you know he can get someone from pro back to junior. That's just going to say, hey, look, this guy's got pro experience. We want more for him. Uh, so you know, we want uh, as much as we want him to to stay. We we also want him back. So uh, it's one of those situations where it's like, you know, I, I it's come down to the to the point where. I've turned on notifications of the Belleville Senators. Yeah, so am I. Yeah. But, yeah. So it's, uh, I'm like, okay. And also that uh, that reporter, that Joel, I'm not, I think his, his name is Joel something. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he always has Belleville, <laughs> Belleville Senators news. I've got uh, Joel Vanderlan. Um, I've got his Twitter notifications turned on too. So, yeah. um, you know, just uh, waiting for some news and uh, hoping it's uh, stuff in our favor. Yeah, no, I... Uh... <laughs> Layla's going to, uh, her mom's having surgery at the end of November there. So she's heading to, uh, they live 15 minutes just outside of Belleville. So I'm like, well, looks like someone might be going to a few games, uh, to catch up with, uh, to catch Phil in action. But yeah, it's, it's the, the struggle of junior hockey, especially when, uh, this, this one's kind of harder because you're, you're expecting him to be back first line center captain of the team. All right, yeah, he's he's down there. He'll be a couple weeks. You know, he'll get a game or two. He's he's not. First of all, he's not signed. We didn't think that would work. Now all of a sudden we find this. He's continuing to play well, and you're like, this doesn't look good. <laughs> this, yeah, well, this doesn't look good for our team. Like, it's funny because you're like, well, him and Ryan Francis are in the same situation right yeah. now, where they're still technically on an amateur tryout, so the maximum number of games he can play is 25. Yeah. You look at the difference in these two players, you think, okay, well, if Ryan Francis is good enough for the AHL, there's no – this is nothing as Dao. Well, you just have, there's people out there, out there that think, well, if Ryan Francis sticks in the AHL, yeah. there's no reason why Philip Dao is not back in junior. Yeah. Because I see Ryan Francis as, as – Different skill player. set. Different skill set. Yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, Ottawa doesn't have the same – organizational depth as Calgary does. So Phil, Phil Daou would have a better chance of being in the AHL than Ryan Francis yeah, because of the, the difference in, in, in organizational depth. So um, it, it makes sense that he's still there. Uh, and, you know, he's not playing, you know, third line, fourth line here. He was playing some big, he was playing top and, six minutes in, in, in that game. He was game. playing power play time. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, there's a few 
few times where I noticed him uh, make some you know, small mistakes, nothing too obvious, but yeah, I think that's just speed of the game. But um, I, like I said, I, I really hope he's back, but if he's not, you know, good on him. He's, he's deserved every penny. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. The two, two teams that have taken a lot from the queue that, you know, now that you kind of fall, now that I follow the league and I know these names, Calgary and Ottawa, because we were watching the, mm-hmm. Layla and I were watching that game and, Sokolov, Mandelize, Dao, uh, Aspero. There was one other mm-hmm. one there, and she's like, "Hey, I know that guy. I know that guy. Yeah. I know that guy." It's yeah. like, you yeah. and you know, you just put that group together, and they've all they all kind of know each other. They're playing well, and yeah, it's uh, it's a situation that uh, is out of our control, but we continue to hope for the best. I know there was a couple of times he had a turnover. I was like, "Ah, oh, you can't have that turnover, Phil. Send it back to Junior. He's got to <laughs> learn. Send it back to Junior." All right, let's uh, yeah. let's talk about the current crew here. Oh, I gotta find the button. There it is. Weekly rewind. All right, the Wildcats uh, one and one split this weekend. They're now three and three, six points, fourth in the Maritimes division. Um, like I said, let's I said split, but let's call it a up and down weekend. Um, the Wildcats got a four three shootout victory in Bathurst. Again, I think they're – where did I see that stat? I just found it. Five five of six in the shootout uh, so far this year. They scored all three goals on Arsenal in the shootout. They got down 3 um, nothing and uh, one nothing and then 3-1, to one, sorry. And, you know, like we talked about him, Kalmakov got the, the breakaway goal that I'm not sure what Arsenal – if he thought it was tipped or if he thought he was going to pass it, but um, – this was a this was the type of game just like Cape Breton. They just uh, got a little bit of momentum, rode it, and uh, you know we're able to, like we said, catch Bathurst at a good time to catch him. And Bathurst, without four regulars in the lineup, if you know Lapierre's hasn't played, but he is a reg- he will be a regular there if he comes back. Um, it was a good time to catch him. They got they got out of there with the two points and um, got their third in a row. Yeah, it was good. Good to see. Uh, it, it, that's one of those games where you're just uh, you. You had a feeling. I went into this, you know, I went into this game with a good feeling about it, uh, and I don't know why. Uh, there's not many times where I, I go into a game and I feel I have a good feeling about it, but I did yep. this game, and, and you know, when I saw them, you know, they started to claw back. I'm like, okay, 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 it's it's happening. They're gonna have one of these comebacks again, and and they did, uh, and. You know, just these shootouts. You know, I think it's uh, Chad Arsenal is you're starting to see his crack, the cracks in his game. Uh, whereas he he plays more of the old school stand up goalie style. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he's not going down with that butterfly like all the goalies do. Um, I mean that that LaBelle shootout attempt. He literally just stood there, right? He just he didn't move. It went right through his pads. He was just standing. He made no attempt to stop it. Yeah. Um, and I've seen that on Chad Arsenal on a couple of occasions now. Um, well, not even a couple, a few. So that's you're starting to see that he's he's a goalie that you can beat if you can if you get off a quick enough shot. He he doesn't have that reaction time, uh, and I think that's why he was a free agent signing. You know, he just didn't scout saw that. Um, he just didn't have doesn't have that. Uh, the reaction uh, speed of, of to play in the league, but obviously he yeah. can play in the league. Um, 
so it's uh, anytime I see Arsenal starting for Bathurst against Moncton, I feel uh, I feel a little confident, and only because I think Moncton's kind of found a way to beat them. Yeah, yeah. That other teams just haven't, and it's just literally just getting off quick shots from in tight because he has he just can't react to it. Uh, and you saw that with the, uh, I mean, even OJ's goal again, OJ's goal again, like just hands, he's on the hands team <laughs> yeah. um, and LaBelle, it's just like, you know, Arsenal didn't even move. I can't remember who the third shooter was. Kalmakoff. Or was Kalmakoff. Who was and he it? Went, Kalmakoff. Kalmakoff. Right, and he right? went uh, forehand, backhand and, uh, Arsenal went down and he had, he slid one way and Kalmakoff went yeah. the other way in the backhand. So you're right. He's, exactly. he's kind of like yeah. the, the Jonathan quick. Right, like it's yeah. kind of a hybrid style, which makes sense. I mean, if he goes down the butterfly, he's not like Bednar, where his head's above yes. the crease, his head's underneath the crease. So he's uh, no, but you're you're correct. There's he he's got the ability to steal games and he can frustrate you. So when he's playing against Moncton, unlike you, I'm not really sure. I I go in expecting he's going to steal it. He's going to have 45, 50 saves and steal this thing two nothing or two one. But um, there was a couple times. Yeah, he didn't like the Kalmakov goal, and he didn't move on a breakaway style two on one. He just didn't move, and he's done that a few times where he just doesn't doesn't move. Uh, Couture got in. Um, I thought he was solid. He he earned the start, um, and he was. I'm trying to think of. There was one goal. Both goal for both early goals were. Uh, oh, what were they? They're the no goals for each team. Um, the two Cole Hawkins ones, 15 or eight seconds apart. I, both of them kind of seem like carbon copies. It's like, how did both of those go in? Like, maybe yeah, take that I, guy. Think I, I think I looked away from the game for a second. <laughs> I just thought they were showing a replay. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. And so it was, um, I think on the third, on his second goal, uh, I think, um, you know, um, Ty Bell could have been a little more aggressive. Yeah. Uh, if you want to put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, don't think he, uh, expected, uh, Hawkins to go around him like, like <laughs> he did. Um, yeah, but they are literally carbon copies of goals. They are just, yeah. they're identical. And, um, oof, for Moncton to tie it up and then Bathurst to, to go up to three, one, you know, within the span of what? 20 seconds. It was, uh, uh, yeah. 15 uh, seconds. They tied it up at nine fifty four. Hawkins at ten oh one and Hawkins at ten oh nine. So yeah, so there's to, a few to times. Tie a game, yeah, a few I times mean, you see that team about, break. Uh, yeah, I mean a one one game, you're you're looking to, to to get some momentum and then you get scored on like that and then get scored on again like that. Ugh. You know, you not a lot of teams can come back from that. No, uh, but um, you know the Wildcats did it and and you know I I, I think they they deserve they deserve that win. Um, do you feel that they're playing with more confidence in front of Couture than Philion, or do you think Philion is just off to a bad start? Uh, I want to say a little from column A and a little from column B, but I think it's uh about 75 column A, 25 column B. Um, I think Philion's, I think they're playing a little bit better in front of Couture. Um, they feel, it feels like they're playing a little bit tighter defensively. Um, Philion's played good in his games, but it feels like you let a player walk down the alley and he's got all the time to find a spot. Players in this league are going to find a spot on Philion. 
Um, mm-hmm. A couple times he's been, he hasn't quite had his angles, but yeah, I feel like they're playing a little bit tighter defensively in front of Couture. And, uh, you know, he's, he's benefit, benef, benefiting from it. Uh, but yeah, I feel it's, it's, they're playing better in front of Couture and um, Philion's not off to a, a great start. No, he's, you? yeah, it's, 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 it's tough. Um, I, I think it's funny cause last year, I think we talked about this when Philion was a net, it seemed like the team played more confident in front of Philion, but now that Philion is a starter, it seems like they're playing with more confidence from a couture. Yeah. So it's like they're, it's almost like a team thing where it's like, oh, the backup's in, we have to play tighter D. Um, well, get, get your shit together because that's not the case. You should be playing the same style of, of you know, regardless of who's in that. If, if that's um, the case, just call in, just have Dan go, all right, Couture's the starter, fill in the backup for now. And yeah, then play him, and then uh, play him, and it's our backup playing. But it, the, you're definitely right. It's something that's that's a miss, and I think it's a, a bit yeah. of both. So it's it's weird, um, yeah. Because I mean, obviously that game against Halifax, well, you know, it's there's a, obviously nothing. again a couple couple goals where that Philion could have easily had, right? Yeah. So it's uh, it's it's. I really hope that they're. I don't want Philion to be like, okay, this team doesn't play in front of me. I want to, I don't want it to. Ha- I don't want that to happen. No, no I don't want. I don't want it to get to that point. So uh, they're going to need to figure something out and start playing in front of this kid. Well, and it's this is what Philion's third, fourth game. So he, I mean, he did have a little bit of a nagging injury, as you kind of figured in the preseason. So he only got one game there. Um, yeah, and he just like yeah. Like I said, I mean, it's they lost four nothing. The power play is a tire fire. It was good for two games against Cape Breton. It can't always be like that against bad teams. You're gonna have to figure it out against good teams. They couldn't get anything going, and I think the book on this team is: if you're aggressive on the penalty kill, you're gonna get to Moncton because you know in junior in midget you've got time and space to be great and make these plays. In junior hockey, the guys are coming at you fast, and I think there's three or four times around the net whether it was. Uh, Pilot or it was uh, Isenza or whoever's carrying the puck out, there was a Halifax guy chasing right behind, lifting a stick and, and getting turnovers. So they've got to get that figured out. But, I mean, there was just nothing. They were flat from the beginning. They got run out of their own building. Um, the score could have been a lot worse. I mean, Moncton had chances in tight. I think three or four kind of tips uh, just went over the net or just uh, a wide a little bit. So they did have their chances. But... They, they weren't in that game, and if, if that's the, you know, we haven't seen that that often where the second of a back-to-back, they generally play better, and they're going to need yeah. to figure that out because, you know, when you look ahead, they've got two and two this weekend, and then they've got three and three to end the month, and, you know, you can't be tired after a back-to-back, and it's, it's not an excuse at all because you're going to have to play back-to-backs, but that was just... Not good Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it was. It's a tale. Of, it was a tale of two teams. I mean, you you, you don't have to to look far to, to figure that out. I mean, yeah. after the game in Bathurst on uh, was it Saturday? Yeah. Um, Dan Lacroix. I am pretty proud of the guys, quote unquote. Uh, and then after the game uh, Sunday against Halifax, uh, Dan Lacroix. 
I thought we were flat right off the hop. <laughs> I did like our compete. Our compete. Yeah. We look like a team that traveled way more than two and a half hours for a game on Saturday. Yeah. We look like a team with not a lot of jump. You try to guard against that that in our preparation, and there's no complacency. Like it's a t- the coach is even noticing it. It was literally a tale of two teams, uh, and you can't play like that against Halifax. Like they're going to absolutely burn you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like they're young and they're good and they're skilled and they've got players that we I wish still played in Moncton. Correct. Uh, but um, that's you know outside of our of our control. Yep. But uh, you you can't have games against against that against Halifax. You can't have games against like that uh, against uh, any team. No. You're 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 going to get burned. No, whether and, it's a first one or a back to back, you just can't play like that. Yeah. So it's uh, they're uh, I hope to God they figure it out because uh, you know. The, uh, the schedule this weekend doesn't get any easier, right? No, and, and like I said uh, to Layla, and I think I said it to you, and I know I said it on the live, we're 3-3. Three and three. We'd won three. We lost one game on Sunday, and it was a bad one. But did you not feel, and maybe it was because you weren't at the rink, but did you not feel that this team was 1-5 and five and just spinning their wheels and not playing, like not having a good stretch of game, like, we're 500. We're fourth in division. It's going to change. I get that, but we are where we are. We're we're 500, and it feels like this team's one in five and getting blown out every night after that game. Like I just felt deflated. Yep. Oh, you're right. Uh, it's I, I'd they should by all counts be one in five, but they're not. Yeah. Um, they've they're finding ways to win, and they're they're winning the games like last season. They had, they found ways to win, and they're doing the same this year. They're finding ways to win, whether it be like the Calgary Flames of um, oh my god, I forget what year it was, but literally they half their half their games were because they came back in the third period. Oh yeah, that was, what, yeah, yeah, it was like twenty what season it was 2014, 2015 type. A lot yeah, of their exactly. Stuff, yeah, yeah, they yeah. came back because they half their half their wins came because they they had these dramatic comebacks in the third period. Yeah. Um, so it's like, you know, you're getting that sense, but you don't want that to happen. You don't want to be clawing back every single game. You want to get some jump. You want to take a lead. You want to be able to protect the lead. Uh, and it's, um, it's getting to be a little frustrating as, as a fan, because you're like, you know, you want to be able to go into a game with, with a sense that, you know, you want this team to, I want this team to play with a lead. Yeah, you know, I, they've played. They played they've done it once. Uh, once in Cape Breton. Exactly right. It's it's they're they're constantly clawing, trying to claw back and claw back. And um, if they could play like that every single period, where what what would the record be right now? Would they be like six and zero? Oh? Maybe you know, like if they if they play every if it, probably not because they lost four nothing to Halifax, but they probably <laughs> be five and one. Yeah, they would probably be five and one right now. Four and if two they worst. played the third period like they did against Cape Breton and they played against Bathurst. Yeah. Um, so it's like if just start playing like they did in the start playing like they do in the third period and they're gonna win some games. But literally play like that every single period, not just the friggin' last twenty. Nope, you are uh you are bang on, and like you said, it doesn't get any easier and we get we move into the, the preview part of the uh rewind. I mean St. John, Randoranda you know, I, I said we didn't have a goalie controversy and like you're playing against St. John, who's, you know, a team that's having their issues on themselves. They ran us in the preseason. 
you know, and we're we're playing around around the first Quebec team since uh, what did I find it here? March uh, March eighth, March eighth, March eighth of twenty twenty when we uh, beat Drummondville four nothing. Um, yeah. So you know, it'll, on Sun on Sunday when Ruin Aranda gets here, it'll be five hundred ninety five days. That's crazy. Since the last time a, a Quebec team was at the Avenue Center, I actually uh, last Wednesday I watched the uh, Shawinigan Cape Breton game because it was a team in Quebec, a Quebec team yeah. in the Maritimes. I was like, well, I might as well watch them because, well, a there was nothing else on. But yeah. like, you're catching, you caught Bathurst at a pretty decent time. You're you're catching St. John at a at a good time because they're they're struggling like we are. Um, what are we gonna see? Like, what teams are we gonna get? Right, like, well, that's the million dollar question, uh, right? Can we can we yeah. afford another split where they play great against St. John? If we come into this episode next week and they have a repeat of the Saturday game and they beat St. John, and then Renaranda comes in and beats us three one, are we the same level we are right now? Even though we're four and four, like, yeah, you know I what would, I mean. I would think so. You know, it's um, if we can get a split. I would rather lose to St. John and beat Ruin Aranda. Yeah. Uh, because, because that's expected, like, right? You're expected to beat Ruin Aranda. Yeah. And lose to St. John. Exactly. So it's, but it's, uh, I, I really don't know, man. I, I really <laughs> don't know. Um, it's a Jekyll and High team. It is exactly what it is. Uh, so, you know, if I, if I, if we go in there and we, you know, we lose we we lose to St. John, but we you know we compete with them. We stick with them. I'm happy. Yeah. Um, if we beat Ruin Aranda, you know that's a team I think we can we can compete with and, and win. Um, I'll be happy with that. But if it's the other way around, and you know we 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 beat St. John, but then we don't show up against Ruin Aranda, we're having the same conversation next week as we are right now. Yeah. Um. So uh, hopefully there's uh, there's a good week of practice and. Uh, you know, there's, there's, you know, some, uh, there's some Rune Aranda players that are, that are going to be playing their, you know, that are from here or from around here that, you know, are going to be there playing their first games in the, in the Avenir Center. Yeah. Right. Like you got to look at guys like, uh, like a guy like Donovan Arsenal was a PEI, Carter Murchison's from Nova Scotia, uh, Dylan Gillis from right in Riverview, Cohen Strang's from Moncton. Like these are, these are kids that have been around the league for a couple of years now and they're finally getting to play at home. Um, so they're yeah, going to so be jacked up. Yeah, and, exactly. And it, it's uh, it, it, Ruin Aranda has a lot of maritime kids, so they're going to have a lot of fans in the building. And we, we just got to hope that Moncton fans show up too, because if not, I mean, we could get drowned out. Uh, they've got one, two, three, four, uh, five, six, seven, seven maritimers. Wow. Uh, on the roster. So I mean, if these seven Maritimers all show up with their family and friends, man, it could be um, <laughs> these Moncton fans can get drowned out pretty quick. Yeah, it's no, it, and we've been we've been at the rink where um, Moncton fans get drowned out. So um, yeah, you know, Miranda Rand is going to come in. They're they're going to be excited to play these games. They play that'll will be the third and three nights. So they've got Bathurst. Uh, Friday, Charlottetown, Saturday, and Moncton on Sunday. So, you know, okay, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. So so if if they lose Sunday, then we're in trouble. uh, Then we're in trouble, and we're having the same conversation next week, and and probably more, (laughs) probably a little bit more of an animated conversation 
if you can if you can get one against St. John and take advantage of a team in three and three, you know, I'm feeling a lot better going into a three and three uh, effort um, next week. So, all right, let's get to uh, everyone's favorite part of the show. All right, uh, yeah. So um, we've uh, we've been informed or we've seen on social media that. Uh, um, we're, we are down a, a Maritimes division podcast, uh, group. Yeah. Um, from the, him. Uh, the boys up in Bathurst, Johnny and Marky, uh, have decided to, uh, to pull the plug, um, on their show. Uh, we're not going to get into specifics here. Um, but, uh, this is a, uh, I'll call it a screw job. Um, again, won't get into specifics, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, they got, uh, they got screwed over. Uh, and the amount of, um, you know, let's call it uh, free publicity, uh, free marketing, free advertising uh, that these two guys have done for Bathurst um, over the past few years uh, is, I, I appreciate it. Um, I think we're kind of in the same boat here, Adam, where, uh, you know, we, we do we do this because we like hockey. We do it because yeah. we like the Wildcats. Um, but these two guys, um, you know, they, 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 they have their own Q show. They even had a show, uh, where they talk about just uh, the Bathurst, uh, the Bathurst team in general. So, um, they just didn't, uh, didn't get the recognition that they deserve. So, uh, I'm going to recognize them with, uh, with the stick tap of the week, uh, to, to Johnny and Marky. And, um, we can only say that, uh, I hope to hear you guys back on the air again, because uh, uh, you know, understanding French is part of the reason why I listen to your show. I know Adam, you don't really understand what they're talking about. Nope. But, uh, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think uh, this is. Uh, I had to take it away from the restaurant uh, and food, uh, you know, this week, and and uh, kind of give it to these two guys because uh, they've they've done a hell of a job with their uh, with their show. Um, they make it entertaining. They make it about the league, not just one team. And, uh, you know, it sucks to see him go. So we hope to see you guys back on the YouTube here one of these days. Uh, but, uh, it's, uh, this is a well-deserved stick tap for, for all the, all the shows you've done and, uh, all the free, uh, all the free work you've done for the, for the Teton over the course of the years. Yep. Uh, I echo that. I mean, if there's a, uh, a podcast or two guys that understand what they've gone through. Uh, it's funny. They've been, they've been doing it as long as we have five years. Um, and like you said, they, they do it cause they love it. We do it cause we love it. Um, people don't understand the amount of work that you and I and Marky and Johnny put in week after week and, um, to go to these games and, and follow the team and just, you know, free publicity is what it is. And it's, it's unfortunate that it happened. Um, yeah, we're going to, I never listened to their show, but I followed them as much as I could, and the old Google Translate button was good on their tweets. So I, uh, you know, I'm gonna miss them. Uh, I'm gonna miss them on social media and everywhere. And hey, we're gonna have Johnny Rocket on here uh, at some point again because that guy, uh, you know, he's he's plugged into the Quebec Quebec side of things. So um, we'll get him on, and um, they needed their due. They needed a stick tap. So good job recognizing them, sir. Thank you.
All right, the Stick Tap of the Week, Rosemary sponsored by Eric Wildcast, Murray Real Estate Wildcat with the Remax the Avante team. Um, they're back if you're looking to buy or sell a home a in the greater Moncton right or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. Healthcare workers or first responders, A, thank you, and B, go to rosemarylynnmassage.business.site. Download the coupon till January 1st of 2022. And if you want to relax and uh, just go get a massage, get away for a bit, you can do one of two things. You can listen to this show in the upcoming weeks, and we'll have a coupon to give away, or you can give her a call at 506-830-1224 to book your appointment. Um, second time in three weeks, uh, our Wildcat of the Week has coincided with the Wildcats, actual Wildcat of their uh, hot streak or whatever they call it. Um, it's the newly acquired Brooklyn Kalamakoff, uh, acquired earlier last week. He made an immediate impact in his first game in Bathurst, getting a goal, uh, kind of stemmed the tide, got the group going again and, uh, had the shootout, uh, winner. And then Sunday, he was literally just the best player on the ice for 18 guys that are supposed to be on the ice and showed up. He was the only one I think that got off the bus and he was ready to go. Um, he had a few opportunities on two on ones just out of the reach or just tipped wide. So, um, your Rosemary Lynn massage wildcast wildcat of the week is number nine, Brooklyn Kalmakoff. That's it, man. We did it. Hopefully this is the last time we have to do this separately because it doesn't quite run the same, but we're here. <laughs> we're doing it for you guys. Uh, we're going to be back next week, hopefully to talk about back-to-back wins or, maybe dissect this team after well we don't even want to get into what could happen so um. yeah let's uh, <laughs> let, let's let's hope to there's a couple wins to talk about next week but uh before we do um i want to follow up kind of on your cat of the week and let's let's oh, do yeah, an yeah. honorable yep let's do an honorable mention good call um, good call prospect ben mercer um uh, just having a ridiculous year so hot right um, now yeah <laughs> Mercer like so this, hot right now. Yeah. <laughs> um three hat tricks in five games uh for for Mercer. Uh leads the Nova Scotia U18 league with 14 goals in 12 games like uh leads the league in goals, leads the league in points. Um you know, this was a this was a kid who was kind of a throw in uh in the uh Jerome Brew Jerome Brew bit. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy would be uh, yeah. to, to make homo. So, uh, I mean, come on. Um, it's uh, maybe it's a time that we uh, would give this guy a chance and, and get him a call up. But at the same time, don't know if he's actually signed uh, an AP card. So that, uh, that could be a different story, but man, oh man, 14 goals in 12 games, 22 points. That's, uh, that's pretty damn good. Uh, so yeah. Honorable mention for cattle of the week uh, prospect, uh, Ben Mercer. Yeah, I wonder, I mean, he could insert some, and, and it's always tough to translate offense from midget to to uh, to the queue, especially in your first game, and you're like, well, they got three and three. They're in Halifax on, on Thursday. It's not that far for him to make the little trip over. You know, Richie, maybe get him a card. Um, get his little <laughs> autograph on that card. It just could be a little bit of a spark in the offense on the bottom six, um, mm-hmm. you know. And he may not, he may not score in his debut if he, if he was able to play. But you know, he's if he's 
he's definitely earning the opportunity to get called up with 14 goals so. in, in that many games. So um, we'll, we'll stay tuned to that and uh, see if we can use our small podcast influence to to get him a debut uh, with the three and three in, in a couple weeks there. But like I said, we'll be back next uh, next week. Hopefully Jeremy will be back in studio and uh, we'll recap the games against St. John and finally a Quebec team. Um, go to Ticketmaster, get your tickets. The game's at 4 o'clock um, for the first time in seeing a Quebec team in forever. So, all right, thanks for your continued support, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.